0: Welcome to Great Plains Anywhere, a Paul A. Olson lecture from the Center for Great Plains Studies at the University of Nebraska. Today we're speaking with Carson Vaughn, the author of Zoo Nebraska and a journalist who covers the Great Plains region. His recent works include covering the October 2022 Bovee Fire at the Nebraska National Forest Bessie Ranger District and writing about author Mari Sandos. The University of Nebraska is a land grant institution with campuses and programs on the past, present, and future homelands of the Pawnee, Ponca, Oto Missouri, Omaha, Dakota, Lakota, Kaw, Cheyenne, and Arapaho peoples, as well as those of the relocated Ho Chunk, Sac and Fox, and Iowa peoples.
1: I mean, for me, the most, I guess important part of covering the plains is that there's just not that many of us around to do it (laughs) you know like I'm born and raised in Nebraska went to school here traveled around came back lived here a little bit longer and like you know my focus could have strayed at any point along the way and sometimes it did but it never felt like I was doing as important of work unless I was looking back at where I came from you know like in Chicago I'm one of a million other journalists covering Chicago politics or Chicago culture or whatever I just feel like there aren't enough of us covering what's important in Nebraska or the Great Plains and so that's what keeps me coming back and that's like both the challenge of doing it and also the fun opportunity of doing it. You know I've tried to think about that more like in recent years as my career is kind of playing out and I really don't know if I'd be a writer at all if I didn't have initially that sense of place or that like sort of rootedness in a particular ecosystem like I don't always write about the environment but I do write about culture in one way or another and sometimes I feel like environment falls under the rubric of culture or at least the way I look at it. and i don't like to write if i'm not passionate about what i'm writing <laughs> you know i can do without it if i don't care about it and so yeah i don't think i if i didn't have this like weird fascination with the place that i came from and if i wasn't constantly trying to figure out more about it i don't think i would be a writer at all so i see the two as sort of you know inseparable I mean, I've always loved trees, and maybe I've loved them, like, in the absence of them growing up in the Sandhills, you know? I, I think a big part of it is that I first sort of re-found my weird, obscure passion with the Nebraska National Forest, and looking at those trees made me start looking at other trees, and, you know, it led me down this weird rabbit hole. So, like, the Taylor Juniper tree is something that I kind of, like, vaguely knew about growing up. You know, Taylor is only 45 minutes from Broken Bow, so I was in that town a lot, too. And I kind of heard stories about it, but didn't know that the Taylor Juniper is just a weird variation of the Eastern Red Cedar Tree. And the Eastern Red Cedar Tree obviously has a host of problems associated with it. But at the same time, there's a whole culture that's grown around this strange variety and now you know we're sitting here on the what, third floor of this building looking out over lincoln and i'm sure if i looked close enough i could point out some taylor junipers from here like they've become a huge landscaping tree everybody loves them <laughs> um there there's this weird history going on at the capitol building itself using that tree um i don't know it's just another rabbit hole that i fell into that i kind of love katie <laughs> yeah. The Taylor juniper tree is a very tall, skinny, evergreen ornamental. Um, but it's like a random mutation that happened out in the Sandhills outside of Taylor, Nebraska. Um, and a landscaper from Columbus, Nebraska, Alan Wilkie, happened to be driving through in the 70s, pulled off the road, asked the rancher if he could take a clipping, and to make a long story short, ended up propagating this species through grafting. Um, commercialized it, and now it's sold all over the country. But it is just, essentially, an eastern red cedar tree. Zoo Nebraska is a book about a small uh, roadside zoo right off of Highway 20 in northeast Nebraska near a town called Royal. And um, a sort of amateur primatologist who grew up in that town brought all these animals together And it grew sort of wildly out of control. It was started in the late 80s, and by 2005, you know, there were more animals and mammals in that zoo than there were people in town. Um, And unfortunately, in 2005, the chimpanzees got loose, ran around town, and it ended very poorly. Um, The important thing for me, though, in writing that book is that it wasn't about like the novelty of exotic animals running around small town, rural America, it was about how this small really small town Royal's only 65 people how they sort of dealt with having a big attraction like this zoo and how the town crumbled at the same time the zoo crumbled so you see a lot of like small town politics at play and just the inner workings of I think small town life I, you know the weird thing is when I was growing up in Nebraska I felt like everybody I knew when they said Midwest they were referring to where we already were. (laughs) Like Nebraska to me growing up was the Midwest fully. It wasn't until college that I even thought twice about whether I should call it the Great Plains instead. And it wasn't until grad school when I started meeting people who were from Indiana, Ohio, who would look at me funny when I said that I was from the Midwest. And that's when I decided, you know what? The Great Plains could use a little more love anyway. I'm going to start saying I'm from the Great Plains and that's where I've landed now, so... I say I'm from the Great Plains. You know, it might be the space, honestly, just the openness. I mean, I hate that to explore it in the way I love most, it requires driving around in a vehicle and wasting gas. So I'm a bit of a hypocrite when I talk about it like that, but there's nothing like more exciting to me than being on a road trip, reporting, talking to people, covering that kind of mileage. You know, there's not... When you're driving around, you know New England, it's beautiful. A lot of small towns there too, but they're all so close together, and you don't have these giant expanses. You don't have the same kind of sunsets. It's just like, it's a different environment out here. Sometimes culturally, I find myself asking whether I'm a great fit for this place or not. You know. Um, But I've also done enough reporting to know that, like, for every five people I disagree with, there's going to be one person that I fall in love with, you know. (laughs) And so, like, I'm certainly not alone out here. And the environment is something that I will always love. Um, You know, the love-hate relationship with the culture is something that I oscillate on all the time. But I'll always come back around. (laughs) People can go to www.carsonvon.com.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Kate. We'd like to thank Carson Vaughn for speaking with us today. Find all of our short Great Plains talks and interviews as videos and podcasts at go.unl.edu slash gplectures.